Do you believe in magic? Is it possible that a few needles judiciously placed on the body can help make a baby? To find out, stay with me, Dr. Bill Rutenberg, your host, and my guest, Dr. Lawrence Udoff. You're at the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Dr. Udoff is an assistant professor in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology and Reproductive Sciences at the University of Maryland School of Medicine in Baltimore, Maryland. He has been the principal or co-principal investigator on two studies on the effectiveness of acupuncture on pregnancy rates and in vitro fertilization. Today we're discussing how acupuncture improves the outcome for women undergoing in vitro fertilization or IVF. Welcome, Dr. Udoff. It's great to have you with us at the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you for the invitation. Have you ever had acupuncture on yourself? Well, it's interesting you should ask, but we currently have a study ongoing, and a couple years into it, during study recruitment, I got so tired of patients asking me what's it like and not being able to answer, I asked one of our co-investigators to provide a treatment session. So, yes, I have. I hope you didn't get pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been a separate paper, I guess. (laughs) It would have been a miracle. (laughs) What got you interested in studying acupuncture and infertility? Well, it was mainly to try to get better information in which to answer the patient's questions about whether they should complement their IVF with acupuncture. There's a lot out there, as I'm sure you're very well aware, about all different types of alternative medicines, complementary medicines for patients with infertility. So our patients would commonly ask, what do you think of this? And I'd look at the literature and wouldn't find very much there to reach a conclusion. And luckily here at University of Maryland, we have a very active center for investigation for complementary and alternative medicine. And so we uh, put our forces together and came up with the study that you're talking about now, the meta-analysis, as well as an ongoing randomized clinical trial. And the title of the paper was Effects of Acupuncture on Rates of Pregnancy and Live Births Among Women Undergoing in Vitro Fertilization, Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis, and that was published in the British Medical Journal, I believe? Correct. Was it February of 08? Yes, that's right. So anybody who wants to look it up, that article is available on the web, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. You also mentioned that you have some primary research studies going on in your department. Can you share with us what you're doing there, and then we'll get into the meta-analysis? Sure. What we have going on now is a randomized controlled clinical trial that has a sham control arm. Uh, This idea of the necessity of a sham control has been one that's debated a lot, especially within the acupuncture field. But we thought it was important, at least for this particular study that we're doing, that we have the sham group. So Obviously, it's double-blind, so we don't know, the patients don't know. And what we're trying to do a little different is we're also trying to look at possible mechanisms of action. So there have been several possible mechanisms suggested how acupuncture could affect your outcome with IVF. They include things such as changes in beta-endorphin levels, changes in blood flow to the uterus, maybe even the ovary, and changes in psychological status, uh, anxiety, depression, stress, those types of things. So we're trying to to measure all those things as well in our control and treatment groups. So if we do see a difference, then maybe we will have some more light to shed on why there is a difference. And how far along is that study? We're just about wrapping up our pilot study of about 60 patients. We calculate that we probably need somewhere around 350, 400 patients to really reach statistical significance. Now, in the meta-analysis, how many studies were looked at and how many total patients, how many women were involved? So there were seven studies chosen after an extensive review of the literature, and this involves over 1,300 patients. 
What did you look for in terms of quality of the study? Because meta-analysis obviously depends on how good the original study was. So what were your criteria for picking? Right. The group was rather specific. You know, these were randomized clinical trials. They had to be able to get data about the primary outcome being pregnancy. And the goal was really to get uh, live birth outcome data. And they did an excellent job in that they went beyond the original publications, were able to contact most of the authors involved, and were able to add new data. So that the, uh, we were able to get follow-up information in some of the studies that were published to actually add live birth information. Well, I'm sure everybody's sitting out there going, so did it work? Right. <laughs> what did they find? Right. Well, when you crunch the numbers, I guess you could say it looks like it worked. The odds ratio of 1.65 would be correlated with a 65% improvement in clinical pregnancy rates in those that complemented their IVF with acupuncture. Now, one thing I didn't get, because I'm not a great statistician, I saw that that 65% appeared in the article, but then it said that the number to treat needed to be 10 to see one increased birth. So, I mean, to me, that's like a 10% increase in success versus 65%. Could you explain the statistical stuff there? Right. I'm the clinician in the group, not the epidemiologist, but I can tell you just our conversations were a goal was to try to make this study something of practical value. So it's one thing to sit down with someone and say, I can improve your pregnancy rate by 65%. It's another thing for a practice, let's say, to look at this study and say, look, if we want to implement acupuncture in our practice, this suggests that we'd have to treat 10 patients to get one additional pregnancy. It's another way of looking at this information that might be more practical and useful to the average infertility center. I'd like to welcome those who are just joining us at the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Lawrence Udolph from the University of Maryland Medical Center. We're discussing the effects of acupuncture on the rates of pregnancy and live birth among women undergoing in vitro fertilization. I have a practice in medical acupuncture outside of Chicago, and if someone came to me that was seeing an infertility doctor, reproductive endocrinologist, and they said, what can acupuncture do for me? Would I tell them that I can increase your pregnancy rate by 10% or by 65%? I think the answer there would be 65%. Boy, that'd be really on the line there if the lady didn't get pregnant. Right, right. Of course, we're not claiming that this is the definitive study. And so I think one needs to be cautious with patients' expectations, particularly in the realm of infertility patients. I do want to go into a couple of things. So one was the pregnancy rate. Could you give us some statistics on, because they also looked at the rate of ongoing pregnancy, and then you mentioned live birth, which is, of course, that's the thing that counts. And those rates were even higher. So ongoing pregnancy rate, 87% increase, and live birth, 91%. But the caution in interpreting these numbers is that as you move forward from clinical pregnancy to ongoing pregnancy to live birth, some of the studies did not have all the data there to analyze. So the group is more confident in the 65% increased number, even though it deals solely with clinical pregnancy, just because that's where all the data was available to analyze. Now, these patients, I understand from reading the paper, most of them received like one treatment just prior to the embryo transfer and a second treatment following the embryo transfer. So we're just talking in general, two treatments had these startling results? Correct. And then that's an excellent point to bring up. And, you know, it remains an issue for me as well. Uh, this stems mainly from the study that you could say that really sparked the interest worldwide in complementing IVF with acupuncture. And this came from Paulus and colleagues in Germany. 
in 2002, and, and this is the so-called Paulus protocol, 25 minutes of acupuncture session prior to embryo transfer and repeating the same after the embryo transfer. And on many levels, you would think that probably isn't enough. I mean, how can that make such a difference? Yeah. <laughs> and my acupuncture colleagues would, you know, say, well, we treat people for months to try to get an effect. How is it that, you know, in less than an hour you're going to make a difference? But this was the, the original protocol that showed a significant improvement in pregnancy rates. This is one that fits in so easily with the IVF setting. You know, these patients go through so much during their treatment that I think many people are interested to see if something as minor as this type of protocol would have an improvement in success rates. Were you surprised by that finding, the results of your study? A little bit. You know, if you, if you just sit down and look at the data, I think it, it was an excellent choice to pursue a meta-analysis because you have a handful of studies showing no change and a handful of studies showing an increase. And so it was, it was one of those things where, you know, you really can't predict it uh, until you put the numbers together. Sometimes, maybe you've experienced this too, you read a meta-analysis and if you just looked at the studies that they were putting together, you kind of could have predicted the outcome, you know, even before you got to reading the end of the article. But this is one in which it's a bit of a mixed bag. And I think there really was some utility in pursuing the meta-analysis and trying to provide a clearer picture. What did critics of the paper say about it, and how did you respond to them? Right. Well, a lot of things, and I think many of them are valid and we agree with. One of my concerns had always been that if you dig through the data a little bit more, you'll see that there seems to be an impact related to the success rate in the control group. In other words, if the control group had a very low pregnancy rate, then if the treatment group had an average pregnancy rate, there seemed to be a, a large statistically significant difference. If you look at the studies where the control group actually did fairly well, then you know, those happen to be the studies that didn't show a statistically significant difference. So you have concerns about patient selection. You have concerns that these are really international trials. And you know, in the seven trials, there's really only a couple done in U.S. centers. And this is something that's very common with IVF. When you read a paper about an intervention that's supposed to improve pregnancy rates with IVF, you always look to see, well, what is their pregnancy rate? And if your numbers are already that or higher, it's natural to think, well, I wonder if that's going to have any impact in my practice because my pregnancy rate's already higher than that. And so this whole idea of could there be some sort of threshold effect from acupuncture, it helps when the baseline rate is low, but if the baseline rate is high, then it's washed out. Now, this is all unknown and certainly requires further study. In your study, are patients getting treated just prior to and following embryo transfer, or are they getting treated during the period that they're undergoing stimulation? Or do you even recommend that some patients, or is there an arm of the study where patients are going to come in, say, three months before they intend to begin an IVF cycle? Right. We tried to take kind of a balance between those approaches. As we discussed, you know, our group here, myself, were impressed upon the fact that how could we expect anything to come from such a short intervention so we actually have four treatment sessions. They start when the patient starts the ovarian stimulation process, mm-hmm. and they're carried out through the end. So it's kind of the polis protocol, if you will, plus some additional treatment sessions prior. Is there something you could tell me about acupuncture and infertility that I should have asked you about and would be helpful for me to know? I think one can say that there's very little in the literature to suggest this would be harmful. There was one abstract recently showing that there was a lower pregnancy rate in the acupuncture group compared to the control group. This was a randomized clinical trial. That's not yet made it to full publication, but that notwithstanding, there's not been any 
serious side effects or consequences noted from it. There certainly is a strong suggestion from the literature that's out there, which is fairly extensive, that it could be beneficial. So I think one should keep an open mind, and if uh, patients are interested in it, then I would support them pursuing it. Of course, it's easy for me because I can fit them nicely into a a randomized clinical (laughs) trial, but for those in private practice, you know, I, I guess my suggestion would be just to keep an open mind, support the patients if they want to pursue this, realize that it's not likely to be harmful. It's possible it could be helpful. Well, our time has just flown by. I'd like to thank Dr. Lawrence Udolph, who's been my guest, and we've been discussing the beneficial effects of acupuncture among women undergoing in vitro fertilization. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions. Please visit us at ReachMD.com and explore our on-demand and podcast features, which gives you access to our entire program library. Until next time, I wish you good day and good health.